All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. Fonte, come back. <laughs> Suprema, <laughs> Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. Suprema, Suprema roll call. I don't want to alarm. Yeah. Or cause hysteria. Yeah. But all the great talents. Yeah. Were born Aquarius. Roll call. Yeah. Suprema. Sorry, I forgot about you. Roll call. Suprema roll call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. I love McCoy Tyner. Yeah. And any rapper. Yeah. From North Carolina. Roll call. Suprema. That's fine too. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. It's like Yeah. And blacker than me. Yeah. Ain't nobody. Yeah. Well, it may be Rhapsody. Roll call. <laughs> Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. They call me rap. Yeah. I'm on this show. Yeah. Freestyle off the top. Yeah. That's all I know. Roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. That is fire. You did it. All right. You did it. Got a little sexy on the end. Yeah. That's cute. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the nerdiest rabbit hole in informative program ever created for music. This is Questlove Supreme. I am Questlove and I be 6'3". Shout out to my Team Supreme crew, Sugar Steve, who I think is, what, 5'10"? 5'10", Exactly. Well, it depends what part of me you're talking about. You be 5'0". HR. Anyway, (laughs) and uh, shout out to Laia. What is it? Five what? Uh-oh. You about five eight? That's right. All right, that's good question. Oh, I was gonna say you more like six feet 
when you rock the stilettos when L- Leonard uh, when Leonard Kravitz is in uh, yes. proximity mm. of mm. you. Are you gonna go my way? Depending, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today should pretty much have uh, music fans and real hip hop heads mad excited. Hailing from North Kakalak, she made her professional debut on Ninth Wonder's Dream Merchant Project way back in like. 2007. That's yeah, like a mad time. Ever. Bro. As a member of the Cooley High Collective and uh, also releasing, I can't forget, Buzzworthy mixtapes. She's pretty much been bubbling under. Releasing uh, The Idea Beautiful in 2012. Getting notable co signs from like Mac Miller, BJ's Chicago Kid, Charles Gambino. Of course, 2017's Liar's Wisdom. Layla's wisdom. Layla's wisdom. Layla's. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Layla's a derivative. I saw. It's fine. All right. I, I saw the name and just started saying your name. Light you. Layla's wisdom. Uh, with spots from K. Dot and Anderson Pat and uh, someone else named Black Thought, whoever that is. The new Rock Nation signee got her first round of Grammy nominations, and of course, we cannot forget 2019's Eve uh, with an astounding Metacritic score of 90. Let me just let you know, Metac- like what the fuck I used is that. It was a Metacritic. Metacritic is kind of like it's an aggregate. It's like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So a combination of everyone who's reviewed your product, wow, you get a, a basically a score. So to get ninety is that's some acclaimed ass shit. Like you know, I I pray just to get eighties, like seventy five to eighty. She's getting is that straight what she got? Okay. Get, she's getting straight A's over here, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Quest Love Supreme, the one and only Rhapsody. What's up? I'm happy to be here. You can I, clap for yourself too, because I want to oh, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. I want My them bangles. to hear you. <laughs> Rhapsody and the Bangles. I be gold. five three. Right. I they, see. They running six deep. You shining. You jingling. AKA <laughs> the jingling, Gold baby. Coast. Straight up from the fingers to the neck. You know what it is. You were telling us where uh, your shine came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, some. I, I actually, song. you know what? I like the return. I feel like it's going to be a righteous return to gold. Yeah. That's something that I I was not able to experience as a, as a kid. I I was in the plastic phase of like. Medallion. You had African medallion. Oh, no, yeah, I had the stopwatch. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I, was allowed, I wasn't allowed to have anything, but I got to have the stopwatch because I grew up in the era of where they would snatch your, yeah. snatch your. Snatch everything, your, your sneakers. I couldn't wear Jordans. Nothing hip hoppy, no Kangol, no nothing. So that's real. But I could get a stopwatch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. nobody didn't want that. So sure. where, did, where did you? Where did you? you I've, I've always liked gold. I mean, I went through the wood medallion stage. I went through that, you know, yeah. Zulu Nation, mm-hmm. African pendant. But I've always been a fan of gold. I, I just actually left Rock Nation, and one of the security guards was like. The history behind gold and Egypt was that the kings who loved their wives would adorn them in all this gold. So you always see the women wearing mad gold. They're dropping wisdom at Rock Nation of all this? Yeah, places? straight they like need, that. They need it you over there. I'm so saying? That kind of wisdom. My first time in Rock Nation, they was having dice games. and <laughs> <laughs> It's a new dawn, a new day. <laughs> oh, okay. But I like That's your gold today. combo because it's like you got... The bank on the chest, but then you was telling me you got the thrift on the arms, but it's, it's all shining oh, at no. the same level of shinicity. No, one of these chest joints is thrifty. That what? what? Just, so just she got right biggie, y'all. Don't she give got it away. Nefertiti. Don't give it away. You no, right, you need. Right. I mean, as far as no, no, not you. Oh. She's saying thrifty. I'm like, no. As far as we hey, know, I, I put it in keep a wrap. I could yeah. be a billionaire. I'ma always rock fake gold, okay. <laughs> like that. I'ma I'm keep it funky with you. There you go. You know this this nef, this Nefertiti might be real. This is the Mary J. Blige and uh, uh Simone collection. 
So, There's yeah. a Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige has Sim- a line? Wait, say what now? Yeah, she did a collaboration with LL's Cool J. Our yes! wife, Simone. Yes! So this Ooh, is the Sister, Sister Love yeah. MG, MJB collection. It's right here. The Nefertiti. I know they was making adorable. that kind of shit, Yeah, though. they got this and they got the, the double Nefertiti earrings. I got those. They got that fire. Mm, Googling. Wait, she's literally Googling it. Wait, can we Straight finish up. the episode yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. What's Sister, it called? Sister Love MJB. Why is bringing out the credit card right now? <laughs> no, no. I just I wanted to get a sister some love. Support black business. Yeah. All right. We got that. We got that. All right. So where I start with every episode of Quest Love Supreme, of which like I'm really interested in how your creativity has evolved throughout the years, I always start with the first question is, where were you born? Oh, I was born in uh, Wilson, North Carolina. It's a small city in the eastern part of North Carolina. But I grew up 30 minutes from there in Snow Hill, North Carolina. And that's an even smaller city, population 2,000. Like, that's where I was born, around a lot of woods and, and fields and, you know, going to the grocery store with no shoes on, like, Playing with your cousins all day in, in, in the dirt, you know. In the Are y'all woods, shooters out there? So fishing. That you were a shooter? I, I shot a BB gun. That's about it. You know, I, I ain't do nothing more than that. But yeah, that's that's how I grew up. I didn't go to my first hip hop concert till maybe I was thirteen. Montel Jordan. Whoa! I don't know. Does that count? Uh, that, uh, that don't uh, count, does it? So who, who else say, was on the bill? Yeah, I think that's, that's a talk all. show. He was the only rapper, bro. No, that's Montel Williams. <laughs> yeah, come on, cause you, now you trying to play my faith. This is how we do it. It's yeah. funny. All right, it's funny you mention that. So I, I have a friend who is celebrating like a milestone birthday. So he's trying to have like a '90s themed rap party and have like his rap favorites. And he's really into '90s R and B, and he wants to get the most bang for his buck. Right. The thing is, is that. Montel, even though he's had other hits, mm-hmm. you know, this is how we do it's kind of the black national anthem. It is. So to speak. It is. It's transformed too. It's like everybody's now. But right? that's the thing. But the problem is, is I'm trying to push him to get he could either get Montel Jordan mm. or he could get Drew Hill. Ooh. And I told him they, for Drew Hill, you'll at least get Four hits at least. plus the thong song. At least, bro. So, so you'll you might get, have to pay extra for you, that, but yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to. Well, they're the same price. <laughs> so. Yo, take the, take the Drew Hill. What are we talking about? So, that's not even tell a question. Me. Butter love? I'm, not, I'm sorry. That's next. That's next. Tell me somebody sleeping tell in me. my bed. Yes. And yeah. uh, there's two. Uh, Reese's Pieces. I forget the, girl, like Reese's Pieces. Come on, girl. You, I don't forget what that's called. Right, but Ratchet at least he's looking at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> with Drew Hill, you at least get four hits and the thongs. Yes, yes, straight up. And with Montel, you, you just get that one, you just bro. Get, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. Even so, though there's been other hits, you know, he's had other top ten hits. I'm not trying. And to. the talk show. Yes, yeah. no, that's Montel <laughs> Williams. And so, it, well, I like, okay, I like listen, Drew Hill. for let's let's not totally rabbit hole off the you know the, yeah. the conversation. What I want to know is okay for us us snotty northerners that only come on now let's keep it 100 you feel that now you know raleigh durham we know we know like four cities no my my family's from uh, greensboro yeah y'all know charlotte greensboro raleigh probably three now all my family's from greensboro but that's all i know and i know like in greensboro i'm not to talk to any woman uh because i've heard that at least one out of every four black women in that city is my cousin Oh, what I know. where you oh, were going? Yeah, we don't want to get into the to the incense. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 not at all. So, like, what major city are you? Was it was Snow? You said Snow Hill. Snow Hill. You're not gonna know the closest. Raleigh. Raleigh is an hour away. 
Really? That's the that's the one. That's maybe Fayetteville. Maybe yeah, that's like an hour and a half where J. Cole's from. So you're saying that it's more <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so you're so, saying that the environment was more backwoodsy or Yeah, definitely. Like the So is it closer to like Daughters of the Dust or like Oh shit. You, no. Wait. It's like Little House on the Prairie. I just want to know if Rhapsody yeah. knows the reference cuz I'm that's dope. That's dope. That was a dope reference. Well, Daughters of the Dust. No, well, I was just saying that in terms of okay, there's when when slavery Geechee and the Gullah, is that where you going? Yeah, when slavery was ended, there's some freed Africans that decided to continue the tradition of of their life as they knew it in Africa mm-hmm. by living off in the far woods. Like, really, my, my peeps come from Mobile, Alabama, so they started Africatown and practiced Yoruba religion and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but they did that also, uh, the Geechees in, in North Carolina and whatnot. So. Oh, I, I was trying you know to. What I'm talking about. Daughters of the Dust is a movie. Yes. yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. I do know the reference. I, knew you, I felt like you Nah, would. we ain't that deep, bro. Okay. <laughs> Come on, cuz. Come on, cuz. Don't do me like that, cuz. Come on, look at me. Look how I'm dressed, baby. I ain't that far in. Well, you said going to the corner store with no shoes on, and I thought, oh. I did. I mean, you know. Maybe, but they had know. a corner store. Got <laughs> okay. a corner shack. Yeah. Right, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, you got to ask her about this second hip hop show because well, no, 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 I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> she got to redeem herself. Okay. How, how how big was your household? Like, are you the only child, or did you have the, siblings? I'm I'm one of five, three older sisters, one younger brother. Me and my brother are a year apart. I'm I'm the knee baby, which is next to last. That's that's some country shit. Okay, never yeah, knee baby. Um, so I'm next to last. So yeah, uh, well that two makes sense. Home for sure. Are you the overachiever of the family? Um, I think we all overachievers. I'm I'm probably second in line though. This the middle child, my my sister Amanda, she was valedictorian, you know, she okay. just did everything right. But I I am the overachiever now. Cuz I always feel like the middle child or the Those. indistinguishable she's the last, the last girl. The yeah, Tito. She's, she's the last yeah, girl. I'm the last girl. A, okay. Yeah, I'm the last girl. But all of us did good. Like I could say my parents did well. Well, okay. <laughs> yes they did. Was your first musical memory that concert? No, no. What was I, your first musical memory? My first musical memory was Michael Jackson. Ooh, okay. know, that's the oh for like oh to oh, you me, mean tour? just music period? No, music, just, music, yeah, I'm yeah, getting music her period is is Michael Jackson. So that's what had me hooked from the jump. Like Man in the Mirror, The Girl Is Mine, all of that. Like right. me and my dad would sit up on like Saturday mornings and watch Video Soul, mm-hmm. tape them on VHS, and you know we watch them again during watch the week. Him. Yes, I do that. I watch your MTV raps. Like, those are my, my biggest memories. But it all started with, like, R&B and soul music. So Saturday mornings, cleaning up. You know how that does. My mom's playing Tina Turner, Patti LaBelle. My dad is a huge Luther Vandross fan. Okay. So I've heard every Luther Vandross song that there is known to man. Um, but that, those are my first musical memories. Do you remember the first album that you purchased? That I purchased. Not just had in the house, but the album that you wanted. What was the first album you purchased? The first one I purchased was Aaliyah's first album. Okay. AJ Number to Number. The right. first album that I owned was Warren G's Regulate, but my aunt had to get it for me because of that sticker. My parents were not going for that. So uh, I begged her. She got it for me. That was the first album that I had, but the one I bought was Aaliyah. It's called Rap Contraband. <laughs> when I was young... Uh, I couldn't have the first UTFO album. There was there wasn't even That's crazy, right? Wait. <laughs> oh, sorry. Here's the funny thing. The funny thing was there was no cursing on it. 
but on one of those on Roxanne's version of Roxanne Roxanne, which is like buried on side side B, mm-hmm. she said like one time like uh, all you received was a kick in the ass. And then my dad like just took the tape out and destroyed <laughs> the tape. Automatic. <laughs> so. Yo, I got one of those. The tape got destroyed. It Wait, wasn't, which one? It it wasn't even like a bigger artist. It was like a local group that I got from fourth grade. And the Who? hook was like, a tisk, get a task, get a condom in a basket. My mama came through that door so fast. Fourth, fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. Yo, it was a white tape with black letters. Boy, look, I ain't think I was a boy. I survived that day. <laughs> <laughs> so w- was it a, a religious household or I grew up a Jehovah's Witness so my mom was a Jehovah's Witness my what? dad was non-denominational still still am I still no 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 I'm I'm uh, inactive is what you okay, call okay. it okay <laughs> I'm, I'm more spiritual than religious okay that's okay. my line so yeah 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 wow so uh, man mm-hmm. no 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 but that's always I find it that those who are in the entertainment business that have to sort of pass through the portals of, especially with Jehovah's it's Witnesses. It's a few of them, though, right? Like, have yeah. you found, like, your brothers and sisters? Because Jill ja Rule, Scott used to Jill be a... Scott. Yeah. Uh, Jill Scott? Her, her, yeah, yeah, her family. Scott. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Jill Scott, Ja Rule, Soundway with TDE. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know Michael Jackson started Michael Jackson, as Jehovah's Witness. That's true. Then and Prince, Prince ended as, as a Jehovah's, Jehovah's wow. Witness. Wow. Yeah. That's ill. We got some nice, you know, folk in my circle, son. Wow. You need to come over to this side. Wait, when was the last time you went to Kingdom Hall? <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm only asking no, I'm because... Skirt no, past knees, everything, full. <laughs> I, I've never spoken to someone about what goes on. So yeah, I know that okay. most, like the black, of course, with black church experiences yeah. and Baptist churches, like... Yeah, we ain't but none was of it that. was it more yeah. conservative in Kingdom Hall? Like yeah, were black they, Kingdom Halls? It was it was honestly every it was like Bible school. Like you know, uh, you have you know of the Watchtower and the mm-hmm. Wakes when we come to I've your seen door the papers, or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll give you Bible readings. You go home, you go through the Bible, find the verses. They give you the Watchtower. It'll have paragraphs that pertain to a certain topic, whether it's life after death or what do you do when about blood transfusions. And you read through the paragraphs. At the end, they have questions. You go find the Bible verses that answer them. And the next day, you know, they'll have a, a main person that gives a talk. But they're, they're like the preacher. But mm-hmm. we call it giving a talk. And then the second hour, you answer the questions as a group. That's it? And then you sing hymns. Yeah. Oh, but no clapping. Sing a song full of the hope and Lift the every matter. voice and song. Sing. Y'all saw that? <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's, it goes stuff like that. like that. You know what you yeah. just reminded me of? When we did the Prince episode, um, his assistant <laughs> has a really hilarious story of Tr- Prince dragged her to Kingdom Hall. And she was shocked that she thought it was going to be like a black, again, a, a black Southern mm-hmm. gospel hooting and hollering music thing. And, you know, the music was very proper and, mm-hmm. you know, and Prince was singing it and she just couldn't. She was like, who are you? And <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you doing? So you're, you said that Montel was your first. How old were you when you went to this Montel Jordan concert? I was in seventh grade. So that, it was Montel Jordan and Boys to Men. Ooh. That was the first concert I went to. The Jordan first Ice. real hip-hop concert I went to. Yeah. I was in college. Okay. I don't remember. It might have been Common. Common was, yeah, something like that. Where did you go to college? Uh, North Carolina State University in okay. Raleigh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the... Yeah. Uh, I'll say that on the East Coast, at least 
down south at least, like North Carolina was definitely a a common no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Central a, a common stop. Yeah, there's at least five or six college stops mm-hmm. that you can make down. Oh, mm. Wait, I'm about to tell you a story. Like, there's one time when I met uh, uh, Ninth Wonder and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this band. I forget their name. Oh, Little Brother. Yeah, I forgot. Do you um, know that story? That's a, you know, I have heard that story. Yes. Yep. Thank God for that rainstorm. I want Well, I mean, the show was outdoors, so it was like an electric electric storm. So we only did like one song, mm-hmm. and I felt bad for everyone that like stood out there to watch it. So like, yo, who was Carolina hip hop before Little Brother? Before Little Brother, yeah. Like, who was North Carolina? Pablo. <laughs> but even then, that's to say, like, were there any? To your knowledge, was there anyone? It's weird that okay. It's weird that you're asking that yeah. because I know that in ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight, there was a, a, a major migration of New York rappers, right? The old mm-hmm. school rappers. Yeah. That moved down there. I know that the special HBCUs, ed, yeah. special ed was early. Big Daddy Kane was early, mm-hmm. and they were telling us, you know, back then, like, "Yo, y'all better hurry down and get some property before gentrification. Like, you could mm-hmm. you could buy like a, a, a twelve room mansion with like marble floors. Like, you could you could get some Scarface no property, yeah. maybe like six hundred thousand. Yeah, for yeah. like cheap to them. Easy. You know, mad land. Is it that way now, or has gentrification no. caught up in? Uh, I mean, it's, it's still pretty affordable. Uh, we're we're growing like rapidly, so downtown it might get a little pricey, but compared to up here, it's still cheap. Still. Now, what city are you, do you live in now? I live in Raleigh now. Okay, yeah. So, are you and you consider that home? That's where you would like to stay. No, I, no. I wanted to say, is that where you want to die? Oh, oh. Shit. Well, no. I mean, like. <laughs> But that's where you Reti- want to re, uh, retire, settle, settle down. Yeah, settle down is a better word. Settle yes. down. I would, I would like to settle down in North Carolina, but I definitely want to move. I've been there my whole life. Like, I want to live in New York. I want to experience L.A. Like, maybe go to Africa so for a little bit. Who knows? You know, you haven't done it yet. I've been, I've been to South South Africa. I, I, if I could take all my family there, I'd move there. You seem like the type that would circle back and reinvest in whatever Carolina has going on. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. That's home always. So. You got to reinvest at home. NPR has a new collection of podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy and resilience, empowerment and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Megan the Stallion to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of NPR. Black perspectives haven't always been censored in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the country they reflect. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app 
trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. What was your come to Jesus moment as far as knowing that you had something as far as a love for hip hop culture? Like, this is what I want to do. Oh, I feel like that was early. Like, like I was around 10 or 11. Like, I fell in love with it when I saw MC Light's Poor Georgie video. So that's the first time, like, I saw a female doing it. And it's just like. Yo, that like, video was cool. Yeah, that yeah, song and the video. It's dope. She yeah. looked cool. She Their version of Millie Rockin'. So that was, that was the first time I was like, wow, what is this? And then, you know, you, you get more into it, Um, you know, listening to Warren G, like I said, uh, Aaliyah's uh, hip-hop flavor, her style, uh, Queen Latifah. Then, you know, I listened to Jay's Reasonable Doubt, but it was Lauryn Hill that really, really Yo. locked me in. I saw the Fuji, the Fuji's a score. I knew what I wanted to do then. I like, saw that you said, it's funny, I always want to ask people because you said that the score was your shit. But nobody ever says anything about Blunted. <laughs> I was oh, like, Blunted, yeah, yeah, did yeah, you know that? You heard that Blunted? Was a miss. Okay, that was, okay. But vocab, the remix, that's I what, rock hello? with. Hello? Okay. Here's Kept it a little... Cr- that, fun but that's fun fact. There. I've heard Blunted on reality in its entirety. Of course. I couldn't get what through score? it. What score? Not so much. <gasps> I ain't mad at you though. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. Uh, a, no, no, no. It how wasn't. many mics? Which one was that? Quest Love. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna tell you a little story. Well, you know, okay. they were nemesis in the way. We weren't. We weren't. All right. In, listen, a, in the beginning, y'all were a little we nemesis. We weren't nemesis. All right. Here's the deal. Yes, there was. Now that I'm older and wiser, I know not to react off of <laughs> ninth hand information. Okay. Lesson, kids, listen up. And this is me closer to my fifties than you know. This, like this, that Dave Chappelle sketch where like you know twenty three year old Mir is talking mm-hmm. versus me now. Um, it, it was just that yes, I felt some sort of way. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Do, like we were on tour together, and mm-hmm. it was a doggy dog territory, and they got out the gate first. The score came out in April. The score came out in like February of '96. Right. 
And Illadelph Half-Life came out in September 96. So they got out the gate first, had three, you know, they sold 11 million by the time we came out. But God dang. I was a little salty. <laughs> he really, uh, yeah. I was salty that their show slowly started to morph into Yours. our show. Which, you know, when they first came out, it was about the ritual with the, you know, they were doing like voodoo rituals and all those things, you know, representing oh, Haiti. Yeah, they were lighting candles and. There's something and not really correct. What are he saying? But it's okay. What are you talking about? You really, you serious? I don't remember. I remember them you rapping in Japanese. I don't. No, 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 okay. no. Oh, dude. Yeah, Wyclef used to. He, that I was used thing. to intern. So here's the deal. I, my last day intern at Rough House Records, which coincidentally was. Santi Cole's first day, Santi was my replacement at Rough House as the intern. Mm-hmm. And upon leaving, uh, Chris Schwartz pulled me aside and said, hey, I know you guys are having a signing party for you guys signing the Geffen Records. Um, how many acts you have? And we're like, well, we got Jay with the Damager. Gangstar is going to come and perform some local Philly acts. We're really full. But then I thought, uh, you did give me that money for our first video. Why? What's up? And he says, yo, we got a group. That's sort of like in the lane of you guys. And can they go and do like, you know, like two or three songs, whatever? And I was like, uh, okay, Killed okay. Shit, didn't I? I did it. <laughs> Why do you want to add to this? I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. So here's the thing. They get they get to sound check. And the first thing I said was, now let me let me just preface by saying that I was the family DVR. So it was my job. My uncles and I, my aunts and my mom and everyone really didn't know much about programming a VCR. Mm. And someone had to program all their stories. So every Friday I had to come and reprogram the stuff so they could watch their stories during their week on VCR. So I was very familiar with all the CBS soap operas. So when she walked in. Oh, yeah. As the world turns. I was like, like yo. yo. Oh, yeah. And whoever heard Carrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "Oh shit, you're from As World Turns." And she looked at me like, "If you say you better not." Like I was calling her out. Like I think she was expecting Sister Act Two, but I was like, "Yo, from As World Turns, yeah, that was a big deal." And she was like, "Shh," and looked at me like, "Don't you shit." She was an orphan. Like I was like, I didn't realize that. Like, oh, I'm about to blow your cover that you're a professional soap opera actress, and so. No, and we became cool, and we toured together. But the thing and was, then, when they first started, they were like lighting the stage with sages, and and you know, it by the time was, they finished, White Clubs was playing the guitar. Like I think what we showed them, what we showed them was that, oh, you can sort of do like the karaoke hip hop tribute thing, which you know, once we. They're like, oh, oh hip hop one hundred and one. The thing y'all used to. Well, do? I mean, yeah. the thing was like, okay, third verse we're going to rhyme over this Karis right one on. break, and the second verse we're going to do a break over this Black Moon break, and that, and when we, you know, mm-hmm. and then as they started doing, then it was like, then they caught, oh, why am I wasting? <laughs> All right, no. Anyway, my, my a little hip hop history for you, rap. I, I needed to know why he didn't finish the whole score. Now that's anyway. a rabbit hole. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> my my point is that uh, I'll, I'll say that. In 1996, it was a, it was tense. It was very tense. So it was hard for me to, as a, as a listener, to listen to that particular album. Do you find it interesting? He still hasn't listened to it. I do because it's 2019. Yeah, it's 19. But here's the thing: so, it's so classic, you can't avoid it. Okay. It's it's almost like 
Like it's almost know. like Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. All but three songs are, are singles, so like I know it all. Oh, that's a whole album? I just know that song. Okay. No, but you've heard uh, Dancing in the Steve. Dark yes. and Cover Me yes. and I'm on Fire yes. and Glory Days okay. and like it's damn near Thriller. Like you know all the songs. Okay. Anyway, this is not about me. Welcome to Questlove Supreme Rhapsody. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm shocked. I will this is say, Quest Love. It is no. Well, at least I'm man it's enough to admit one. it. It is. That's that's a nice fact. That's a good Quest Love at the fact. time. No, but I know all the songs. Like I, yeah. I would DJ like the joints, the zealots and and How cowboys. I dare you to throw vocab in. No, next party, can we just can we just get it? I love vocab. I know. I'm just saying. Nobody does blunt it. That was back to my original point. Oh yeah, no, no. But I was saying off that first record. Yeah, I loved vocab. That was that was my joint. That was my joint. Anyway, so back to you. <laughs> so you like Lauren Hill, huh? Oh, I love Lauren. <laughs> you know I'm so trying crazy. to get back there. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> she was a big influence. So what was what was the community like? And the one question that I'm glad that you kind of what I call matrix dodge hmm. is, especially with people that are not that familiar with you. Uh, and they're asking you all the time, like, well, what's it like being a female in rap and, you know, in underground, da 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 But what was the environment? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, by the time that, like, the turn of the, the, the millennia, uh, by the end of the 90s into the early aughts, like, mm-hmm. I personally was rather shocked that there was a boom bap element or appreciation in North Carolina, mm-hmm. which really shocked mm-hmm. me by when I listened to, you know, Little Brothers yeah. demo the first time. I was like, wait. Where are they from? Yeah, exactly. Same I'm thing like, with Rhapsody, though. Same thing. I'm like, she? I don't even hear it. Yeah. Right. So for me, like, how did you avoid what we up north sort of associate most hip hop from down south, which... I guess you could say in the 90s, we thought that South was booty music Mm -hmm. or that's, you know, or the early, earliest stages of trap. Like, how did you find a hip hop community that was, you know, about the aesthetics of what, quote, real hip hoppers in New York Mm -hmm. strive to be? Well, for one, I think people have a, a slight misconception, like... If you look at North Carolina, we're more Middle East than Deep South. So, so we're kind of you know, we're lower, lower DC. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And we're one of we're probably one of the the states that have the most HBCUs. So at the time, you got to understand, 95 runs straight through North Carolina. So you have a lot of artists or New Yorkers that are coming to come to school mm-hmm. in North Carolina and they're bringing the music with them. Mm-hmm. You have drug dealers coming through, they're bringing the music with them. So for us, it's like a melting pot, too. You got people from Atlanta coming. So, you know, not only that's how we got the music. Like, you know, there was so much northern influence where we live just from the colleges and people that came through. You know, that's a lot of what we listen to. So we listen to Boom Bap. We listen to a lot of New York music, but we all listen to Atlanta. We also listen. So when I think about North Carolina, it's just a melting pot, like. You know, we didn't have like a true Southern identity like a Texas, you know, but it's still car culture. So you got to ride the art music at the same time. So I think that's what it was where, you know, everybody I know, like we wore Tim's, you know what I'm saying? Like 
they they had they wore the headbands. They had some you know people from the south sometimes get the New York accent. Mm-hmm. Like that was heavy where I was from. Like my cousin used to call itself Nas because you know the music and everybody from the colleges that were in there was just heavily influenced on us. So. Speaking of, I'm, I'm I'm jumping way ahead, but you mentioned car culture and, and riding. Indeed, I'm just going to ask in the video for uh, Eve Tahaj. Yeah, where did that car come from? Oh man, we made a call. Somebody somebody brought that through. Like that's a rental for oh, the day. Damn it! Wait for the really for the video. Yeah, oh, that damn. green joint with the MCM in inside. Yes. Yeah, Misa Hilton. I'm about to say, yeah. did Misa have something to do? Misa I know definitely. That she... she dripped the the inside out MCM, wow. but somebody uh they own the car that people use for videos, and they let us they let us drip it out. Okay, I was yeah. I thought that was your personal ride. No, nah, we ain't there yet. Ask you know, <laughs> you will be there. Let's start with goals. the affirmations. Yes, goals. yeah, we're gonna not even that. goals. Effects, but when you get there, you probably won't want the car with MCM all up in it, though. I don't know. That's kind of fire. What you yes, mean? yeah. The MCM seats. Come on. This is this is this Only is our bag. lesson. I can't give them too much. Shine. Listen, this is the lesson that I want anyone listening to learn for 2020. Come on. That most of the times we we come modest and humble, mm-hmm. and we need to be we need to be more about I am as opposed to I am. Meaning. Own it. Own it. Instead of, you know, one of these days we'll get there. But You know, this is funny because the three of us have that whole 24 hours between our birthdays. So I'm really taking this to heart because I know that's who you really are. And you're fighting that anyway, you know. And Rhapsody, you know, you're, dead, you're born today. Wait, why am I fighting the day I was born? No, fighting that, what you just said is a big deal for us. Oh. Like we usually, <laughs> Aquarians sometimes Indeed. can be like, I am. When we are dope as fuck, instead of being like, I am. Damn, like, that's an Aquarian that's thing. That's right. That's something I'm working on this year. Me, this is what I'm saying. Operating at higher vibrations and yes. really owning and manifesting. I am stoned you know, right now. You know what <laughs> <laughs> Not I am stoned. I, I am. am stoned right now. <laughs> I am stoned. So, what was your major at, at, at NC State? Accounting. Yes! Really? Wow. All right, you why got your you, math together. Because yeah, I, you know why? Because why? I was a mass comm major, and I always tell like the younger kids when I, I said when you go back when you go to school like uh-huh. intern with your passion, but do some have some kind of business major and learn all the information you need to know numbers wise and formula wise so you can you are a business you need to know how to you know run it so that's Indeed. why I said that yeah when I get my taxes done I know, you know, I know you the do, lingo yes. or whatever but I wish I had done marketing if I was going okay. to do one I okay. wish I had done marketing. But I did it because I was good at numbers. My sister went to school for accounting. You know, growing up in the South, it's like get a job, get married, and get a job like an accountant, a doctor. So I was like, I'm good with numbers. I'm going to do that. But I'm way more creative than I am with numbers. But I didn't figure out that that's not what I wanted to do until my junior year. Mm. And I was trying to transfer to NYU until I saw that out-of-state tuition. That's what I'm So I chilled. You too? Oh, I relaxed. I yeah. sat real still on that one. I tried to be a New York college student, and uh, it wasn't. I wasn't too successful. When you notice the difference between the HBCUs to t- tuition and then the <laughs> big school, you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna just be over here at Morgan State then. Right. I don't know some of them HBC Spelman? now. I was about well, to well, say Spelman's pricey. Well, Spelman's in the leader of the yes. Spelman and Morehouse. That, I went to Clark, so, so they I did have the no middle. more of that. <laughs> they have no more of that. Yeah, indeed. I was gonna ask Spelman. Does it have any more of that C word? One hundred million dollar donation. Oh, I don't know what they did with that money. I don't even know if her, his wife's name is on the building anymore. <laughs> you know what we talking about the c word. We talking about Doctor Hux. <laughs> yeah, we still love Doctor Hux. Oh, Huxtable. okay, okay. <laughs> okay. That was okay, a good okay. one. 
<laughs> I've, I've made enough Cosby jokes over the years to start. Now you, now you can't even say it. It's like, I know what y'all was talking about. I know you didn't. What prompted the, the the desire to go to New York? Like, what did you... So you're saying by your junior year, you wanted to get more serious about your music career and... Definitely. I didn't know at the was time... Was Cooley like, Eye at that point, or...? We were, we were just... It was more H2O. It was an organization before okay. it was a hip-hop group, so... So explain the, what H2O is for H2O our was a hip-hop organization that we started on campus, um... Where we we would throw like rap battles and free shows and you know we do fundraisers we did one for Jay Dillis Lupus so it was just something for us to infuse hip hop on campus and you get to use all the campus um, you know speakers and all of that for free so you know that's what it was so you know anybody on campus and we extended to to, to the community could be a part of the organization but you know there were five of us that just hung out more, uh, did music together more, and we ended up becoming Coolie High. Okay. So that's what that, that's how that kind of... So Coolie High is a collective as opposed to a group per se? Yeah. Okay, a collective. A collective that came, yeah. So how did you grab the attention of Ninth Wonder? I had, at this time, it's a summer, and and H2O, the organization, we're doing a mixtape. So, you know, we got people from the campus, people from the community. Everybody does something. On this particular mixtape, I wrote and recorded my first two songs. My my best friend knew that, you know, I loved hip-hop and wanted to rap. So he was just like, yo, just do it for fun. Nobody going to judge you. So I do this, uh, this these two songs put on the mixtape. And another guy in the organization at the time is Shadowing Knife. Like, he's learning how to do Fruity Loops and all this. So he's like, well, Knife, you know, I got this organization, all these kids. Do you mind coming to talk to us? And Knife is like, yeah. So we go to, you know, this guy's, his name is Fullery, who's in Cooley High. Um, we went to his house. It was probably like 15 to 20 of us. Knife comes. At the time, he plays us um, snippets of the minstrel show because it's not out yet. Oh, wow. I get to hear Genius. He's telling us about, you know, how he got with Jay and recorded Threat. Like, you know, we just, all these kids, it's like campfire, and you know, because he's at the time for us, like the biggest thing from North Carolina outside of Petey Pablo. And after that, he listens to the mixtape, Top to Bottom. And when it gets to my song, he it just caught his ear, automatic. He he listened to it probably 10 times in a row. What's and the, the song? <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to it, I was like, bro, I don't know what you heard. But um, it's, called, yeah. it's, it's called The Life. Yeah, the life. And um, he was like, he looked at everybody. And it's time, like, we got people that are in groups that have been doing music for years, that are, you know, got shows, that are traveling. And he goes, that's your star right there. Oh. I remember him speaking on you early. I mean, way before social media, like, on OK Player and, like, other platforms. Oh, yeah. and Just texting, whatever, that he was like, yo, I found the one. I got I'm gonna... <laughs> Like he he was super early, you know, with so with early. with planting the seeds, with with getting your name out there. But I mean, at the time, what would you? Who were your 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 idols, or at least your the MCs that you kind of looked up to as far as like getting your style from? And at that time, like I went through. Different I don't want to ask like who are your top five rappers, but uh, I mean like just. At that, like, I went through different phases of, of discovery just because of who I, where I was from, like, being in Snow Hill. It wasn't like, you know, like I said, you go to a lot of hip-hop shows and we had, like, a record store in the corner. I could just go get CDs. So mm-hmm. a lot of, like, hip-hop artists, I, I might have got 
late on, like black on both sides. I didn't hear it till I got in college. Mm-hmm. You know, so at this time, my, my phase, Jay is still my favorite rapper, but now I'm getting really deep into most Def, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to Common Res- Resurrection, so Talib to, to Kweli, like I'm really diving into their catalogs, and they're my biggest influences at this time. You know, though growing up, you know, and still Lauren, I listen to Lauren, Queen Latifah, Nas, Biggie, Jay. But at this time, I'm really getting into the raucous sound. Mm-hmm. So that, at that point, that's my biggest influence. Okay. Yeah. With what ninth third, like how long was it until you two collaborated on his... Uh, his... On Dream Merchant? Yeah, yeah, his, his so project. This, at the time he said that, this was maybe like... It was Dream Merchant Volume 2, right? Volume two, yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand seven. I remember that. So I met him, and he heard those two songs. It was like September, October of two thousand and five. Um, we did our first song together, maybe like five or six months after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tab one and Cooley High hit knife during Christmas one time. He's like knife, jokingly throw us some beats, and he just I am them three beats like Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. So those were the first songs that I got to rap over. Okay. Of his, um, the first, then the next song where you know he was like, "Come to the studio." Like he always kind of took us under his wing. He, it'd just be random. Like I would be at work at Foot Action, and I get a text like, "Yo, Knife told us to pull up at the studio," just out the blue. So I'm just, I'm like, "Boss, I gotta go." Oh. Like I'm straight oh. up, I was like, "I gotta go," and they, they were like so cool and supportive of Have that. They heard you before. They, they knew what I, I was a good worker. I was so That's good. That's weird. They couldn't even front. Like, wait, not to interrupt you. You remember Gerard Carmichael's story about food action yeah, was completely the right. opposite, yeah. and from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, his, his his people were not too. Uh, they didn't see his potential. Accommodated. I guess he wasn't right. A I was worker. I was expecting your story to go a whole nother way. Um, yeah. So your was Return of the B Girl your first mic your first, first solo first solo project. Okay, December January twenty ten. Okay. Yep. So th- how long did that take to? formulate and put together and execute let me see i signed with knife in 2008 2009 and i worked and worked so we probably worked I've, i just was recording songs i don't think I, it was like i'm doing a project i was just recording songs and i probably recorded songs for two years so we worked on it for two years just trying to get my cadence i still had so much to learn like i go back like tone of my voice inflections Keeping a consistent cadence or knowing when to switch it in the right spot. How my, how is he as a coach? Great, like night people got to understand. Before knife wanted to be a producer, he wanted to be a teacher. So he's automatically just still super, is super patient. Um, so he was super patient with me. Um, I would get more frustrated with myself than he would. Right. Uh, so he's a great teacher. Like the way he explained things and broke things down and you know, allowed you, you know, to figure it out, too. Like, I didn't have to be perfect, but he saw enough growth was like, okay, we could put out your first mixtape and just keep building on it. Like, great teacher. Phenomenal. Did you get to be in the studio and make some of these songs with folks in the studio? Was everybody, like, sending? Oh, no. You got to, like, you got to understand, like, when Knife Knife creates, Mm -hmm. he likes people and energy around him. So, and at the time, the studio is on North Carolina Central's campus, so it's open doors. So you you might walk in some days, there might be 20, 30 people in there. And so, like, it was so much pressure for me because I'm the opposite. When I create... You know, now I'm I'm more comfortable. I can write around anybody. Mm-hmm. But at that time, like trying to figure it out and not being confident, you step in the booth 
and it's 20 people looking at you like what you about to do and then you know you're doing it and it ain't all the way right so he keeps stopping you trying to coach you and it's just like I'm going about to go crazy. <laughs> and you so. got folks like Rod Dick, like you got to be in the studio with Rod Digger, like Matt Miller, yeah, Rod like Digger, Gene Gray came <laughs> and worked on. I think they were trying to work on Phoenix at the time. I was there when Wale and Knife were working on uh, Back to the Feature. Mm-hmm. Big Sean came through. He and Knife were working on some joints. What yeah. was it like working with Mac Miller? And oh, that was that was dope. That was easy. That was fun. Not Mac pulled up. I don't even remember what year it was. It might have been like 2011. He was coming to see Knife or whatever, and just uh, you, I don't. You've met Mac, of yeah, course. I know. Like you know how open Fellow and cool and yeah. yeah, chill his his spirit is. So you know he heard like some songs. He was like, "Yo, you're dope." He was like, "Let's do some joints." Like mm-hmm. it's just that easy. Like you know. So when you collaborate with artists, is it more just like send me a 16 or like? Or do you work in real time with them sometimes? And uh, it's it's different. Earlier on, it was just like yo, just send me some sixteens. At the time, I'm just trying to prove I could rap. Okay. Now, now it's different. Like for me to even reach out, I got to hear you on the song. Focus like, it don't direction. even matter right. what your celebrity is. If I don't hear you, like it could be a new artist. If I hear their voice, oh, they be dope on this, and I'm I'm calling you. So it's it's gotta it's gotta fit right. A lot of times, you know, I tell them what the concept is. But, you know, I don't like to box people in because I want people to be as creative as they want to be. So in the same way Kendrick called me and told me, like, yo, this song is about complexion. Mm. You know you know how it goes. But, boom. Then I'm not trying to pigeonhole you. So that's what it is for me. I like people to be able to create how they create. And if it needs tweaking, and we'll work on it. Or we'll just flip it and turn it into something else, put a different beat on it and make it a new song. But that's how we. that's how I create. P.S. It's hard to say that's my favorite Rhapsody verse, but damn that verse. Uh-huh. That complexion. Oh, thank you. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, can I just ask one more question? Because you were talking about. It's your show, too. Oh, thank you. I, I don't want to fast forward to, to Eve or anything, but I just want to fast forward for a minute on this yeah. subject. Because on that subject, how do you propose to Queen Latifah, who doesn't do features like Whoa, that? Whoa, time out. To... How'd you get that verse out? I, I, that's what I, yeah. What you mean? Wait, I don't even want to sell oh, Dana. Never mind. No, 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 I ain't trying what to sell happened? Dana short. Okay. I'm not. How'd you get that verse out? <laughs> but we just pulled up to a crib. We worked on a That was a stellar... She killed that, didn't she? Yes. I, I wasn't expecting that. Yo, I thought, I mean, <laughs> all right, when I first heard it, I thought, okay, she's going to sing the hook or something. A lot of people thought. No, she, and then when she started spinning, I was like, oh, wait, is Rapsy changing up her flow? You know, because <laughs> similar, like, we had a situation where Reek demoed Big Daddy Kane and oh, yeah, I remember. Cool G Raps yeah, versus. Yeah, I remember that. And instead wound up doing it himself. So mm-hmm. at first, I thought that's what you you were headed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, Dana still has it. I mean, when the last time we've heard a Queen Latifah feature? I'm just, I do anyone. But I, that joint was super fire. It I was. Didn't, I didn't realize how long. What was the What was the process? Or at least, please, the, please tell us the, the story process right. of. Because <laughs> no, this is what I'm asking, and I'm not. No, I'm not even being snarky. All right, no, he, here's the reason for my asking. It's it's a lot of times when you ask for a favor or a verse, mm-hmm. especially from someone of of stature, mm-hmm. 
depending on how they feel about you. And, you know, there's some people that, like, if Tariq asked them, you know, I'll say that 85% of the time someone's going to bring their A game. Mm-hmm. But then there's sometimes when people just, like, maybe phone it in. And that I've had, we've had a few situations where the verse was phoned in. Wow. And it's like, so which one of us. impersonate the person. In- well, no, no, no. But it was just like, which one of us is going to say, no, nah, can you do it again? Like, mm-hmm. I feel bad when it's that situation yeah, how do you where you do have that to. to a legend. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And. So, Rhapsody, how? Yeah, like. <laughs> Was all right. I'm, this is all I'm gonna ask. We this is yes or no question. Questions. I feel like we should stop. No, no, no. This is yes. Or... Was that her verse coming in the door, and that was it, and no more? No, we we. Uh, or was it worked on and? It, it was. It was. This is this is how it happened. Yes. She invited me to a house. Right. To work on the on the verse, I went to her into her home in the studio. We talked. We worked on the verse. And we got the song. That's all I'm going to say. All right, leave it alone. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's That's fine. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I wanted to know more or less like how many takes and how many redrafts and rewrites and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, it was one, one, one draft. One Stop. Draft. She one can't draft. Win it. Okay, can we can we ask about another hard to get person? One draft. Can we ask can we ask about D'Angelo Archer? <laughs> can we ask about yeah. D'Angelo? How did y'all pull that? Wait, I'm going to tell y'all something. <laughs> This motherfucker finished something. <laughs> he started and finished something. Wait, I'm gonna tell you something. Come on with it. Me and D, I love him. I just all right. One day I decided to count the paces from my house to his house. Uh huh. Currently now, me and D have been neighbors. I'm I'm being known to me. I didn't know that we were neighbors for five years, and Get then out. we've been neighbors for ten years. And one day I was like, wait. You let me count. I have a doctor's appointment that's somewhere towards his crib. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm literally going to count the paces. 76 steps. Damn. Yo, that's wild. And an album, t- and a song title. I don't know. What? 76 steps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 76 steps like, to D'Angelo. <laughs> we've lived 76 steps from each other for the last 10 years, and we ain't been to each other's crib yet. That's crazy. For the that's record. like six months in D'Angelo time. <laughs> So like, don't yes. take offense. Y'all, I know, I know. Get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's really talking because he knows. He, he, right, he Steve, Steve. Steve was uh, like one of the many engineers on Voodoo and a uh, black. Uh, but say black excellence. Black Messiah. Black Messiah. I know you. Yeah. Black Messiah. So how? So dope. I didn't do it. I. How did you get on D'Angelo it. on the record? Yo. And he's doing a lot on the. He's doing arrangements on the record, so yes. it wasn't even like. Oh. Okay, because I was listening like, okay. I'm going to send just this hook no, in. he went in. So wild. Like he's weaving, bobbing in and out, whatever. Yes. How did that happen? Bruh, by the grace of God, the universe. Like, you don't even know it. On yes. the real. It was, it was, it's all chain reaction. If we hadn't picked that sample, if Jizza didn't want to get on it, yeah, we, don't, we don't right. get D'Angelo. Like out the gate, I knew I wanted to do a Wu-Tang flip because of the Nicole Buss record that I yes, that I love I that record. so much. Yes. So, Knife is going through all the Wu-Tang sample banks, and he ends up picking the Liquid Sword joint. So he's like, this the one. He sent it to me. He was like, what you think? I was like, let's run with it. So he's like, well, if we do it, we got to ask for Jizz's blessing and ask him to get on it because it's his biggest record. Bet. We do that. Jizz says yes. 
So that that's a feat in itself for Jizzy to even want to let us do it and be like, yeah, I'll get on it too. So we're in the studio mixing with uh, Young Guru, like light mixing. And at the time, like the Woo documentary of uh, Mike's and Minutes is out. So they're touring. So we're trying to schedule like how we can get Jizz in the studio to get this verse while he's touring, while I'm trying to meet deadlines. So he's talking to, you know, his man to handle that. But, you know, old boy on the other phone says, well... I'm also working with D'Angelo, and he happens to be big fans of both Ninth Wonder and Rhapsody. And I think it'd be dope if y'all work together. So it's just like, what you, well, I mean, what you want? Like, I'm, I'm ready to do like a, a whole new joint. Like, I'm like, what do you, I said, I could send him the whole album. Like, we could do some new stuff. I could send some beats, like, whatever he wants. I said, he got some, he could send it, I could finish it, you know. And he was like, no, nah, I, think, I think the joint that you sent Jizza, you know, would be dope. So we sent it to him. Um, I'm I'm flying all over the place, shooting videos, doing press, trying to get ready for the album. So he calls Knife at the studio, and uh, he and Knife have a conversation. But you know, he talks about how he's a fan that, you know, how much Wu Tang and the Liquid Sword and Liquid Sword song meant to him. Like it, everybody has a memory attached to that song, and and how much he loves Jizza because you know that was the first person from Wu that he worked with. Um, so it's just all these factors. So, you know, he was like, I love the record. I love to do it. So, you know, we got him in the studio. You know, he likes to record on tape. Mm-hmm. We probably waited maybe like two weeks for it. Yo, that is record time. time. I know. Like, Wait, you sing two weeks? That's yeah. like. Two, maybe that's, three that's... at most. Like, but yeah, like. He probably went in the studio every day for like seven days. Even even when I... Well, it was when, intricate. We paid for the studio, but when like we paid for a certain time, even when that was out, he was like, I'm not finished. I'll pay for the rest to finish it. I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. I was wondering like, because, yeah, I was wondering if he did his thing on tape because it's, all of his, his vocals are very speeded. That's just yeah, impressive. But yeah, he killed it. I don't, like, he ain't featuring nowhere else either. What do you do? Background vocals? And you said he arranged? Well, I mean, it, yeah. he arranged the background. But he doesn't do mere background vocals. No, it just, no, he, it's just the he, way he played with his voice. Like, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And it was I, majestic. What was ill for me is I, I did like a, a mock hook before I, I knew he was going to be on it. Like, the placeholder. Mm-hmm. To hear him sing it, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I thought he was going to write something new. Like, th- that in itself was ill to me. But you know how to. I mean, people, we look up to our D'Angelo's and yeah. and think that they, you know, that they're on another level. But they're still big time music fans, mm-hmm. you know, and they yeah, fall in love completely. with something when they hear it. And mm-hmm. they don't need to change it. They just recreate it. That's you know? a bar. That's something amazing. All right, y'all, you know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. 
I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip-syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. So would I'm sort of skipping to your second album, mm-hmm. and so what was the process and the decision to roll with Rock Nation for your second um, album? Um, we we knew that you know, as an indie label, we can only do so much, like budget and marketing wise, and really getting the exposure that I wanted. So you know, when we took the meeting with Rock, one, I'm a big J fan, mm-hmm. off gate, but. Walking into the building, and at the time, Shaka Pilgrim was the president, and you walk in, and 50% of the staff are women, and it's so it's so many different coaches, and we came in with Layla's Wisdom probably 80% done, and they didn't ask us to change a single wow. thing. Wow. Not one single ask thing. I you that. Cause you it was just, always, hmm. all right, what do y'all want to do? What do you envision? Like, what are you thinking? The music, they never, every eve, they didn't ask to change or touch anything. And so to me, like the energy and just how much they love the culture, it didn't seem like I've been to Def Jam, I think in Atlantic before, but this was this was different. This was all about culture and just music. And they were really about growing with me. Like they wasn't pressured to have a radio single or it was just like, you know, we believe in you and your talent. We just want to, how, how can we help? That's what it was. So that's why. And how, how did you feel the morning that the nominations came out? Yo. And I don't know. What it was, was that like, feeling for you? It's, it's like your first hard phone call. <laughs> yo, ninth was the first one to hit me because I was in L.A. This was like five in the morning. So he hit me. He was like, "Yo, you you nominated. You nominated. Uh, was on two twice. Twice, yeah, yeah, twice. So I was like, "Yo, what? Like, yo, to be nominated, but to even not be nominated twice, like that was crazy. So I, for me, it was just like." People were calling me. I couldn't even answer the phone. I had to just sit back and reflect, like, yo, we're here. Like, this is a different bar. To be recognized at the highest le- level of music when award- of award show and to not have no billboard hits and no platinum records and to be in a category with Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar at the same time, it's just like, man, that's and Not that's have crazy. to change nothing. Not, not even have, have to, to put change. on a tight dress. And no. I cried a little bit, you know. But, yeah, I was thankful. 
that I stay the course of anything. So I have to say that your your whole process of crafting the Eve album mm-hmm. is just some amazing ass shit. You know, you. like where where did the idea even come from uh, for crafting this this album as a homage to the spirit of the black woman in America and the world and their their effect? Like where where's the genesis and the seed born? It, uh, last summer, summer 2018, I was doing an interview for the Oxford and this guy named Lamar uh, Wilson, he was writing a piece on the lineage of Carolina musicians. Mm -hmm. And so he was connecting me with Nina Simone and Roberta Flatt. Um, So I, like, I was just like, yo, I I didn't, I never thought of me connecting with them in that way because we just seemed like to, like, I just look, I put them up here. Like there's no way like we connected, but the way he broke it down, like you're, you're both soulful, you know, you're both lyrical, you know, you both reflect the times and talk about what's going on in the community, your storytelling. I was like, man, I never thought about it in that way. Like, I do come from their family tree. And it made me think, like, yo, when I do interviews and people say, who are you influenced by? Yeah, I say Queen Latifah, MC Light, Lauryn Hill. But I talk about Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. I talk about um, I talk about Nikki Giovanni, you know, Maya Angelou. And I'm just like, man, when I think about who I am and who I'm inspired by, of course, you have your village, your mom. But there are so many black women that I look up to. And um, and two, it gave me a way creatively to show that there are so many different sides of me, too. You know, people like to say or kind of put me in a box sometimes based on the music that I make that, you know, I had we were in a uh, studio one time and a dude was like, yo, we thought like a party for y'all is just like burning incense and y'all listening to <laughs> Badu and all this. And I'm just like, bro, like, what are you talking about? Like, I grew up on Luke. I, I listened to Go-Go growing up. Like, I'm from Snow Hill, North Carolina. Like, mm-hmm. that's the sticks. Like, Boone's Fawn. Like, we, we listen to everything. So there were so many sides of me. So it's like, this is a way where I could take a different woman to not only describe, like, my different personalities, but also talk about them and continue their legacies and say that we all are com- we all come from a family tree. I think after I did that interview, like, I went home and... I'd always wanted to do a song about being a tomboy, especially in this day and age and what that looks like. And I did it. And because of the way I I started the song, when Aaliyah was alive, and I was like, I'm going to just call it Aaliyah. And as soon as I I did that, it all just clicked. Came together. Yeah, the conversation. It's like, oh, I got this song, Aaliyah. I could do this with this, with this. Felicia Rashad taught me about motherly love. Nikki Giovanni taught me the power of words and blackness. Like, yeah, And the videos. Which yeah. I also feel are, are crucial components to right. the vision of that. Like, what were the concepts for the... Um, well, not the concepts, but, yeah. you know, as far as... Like, I personally want you to make a video almost for every song. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. I'm, I'm trying to make it happen right now. We just did a Feeny Word? not too long ago. Okay. Yeah, we okay. did a Feeny. Um, I still want to add to it. It ain't all the way right. Wait, so, so far but, you got a Feeny. How, what videos do you have for which... Um, well, Oprah. Got, yeah, Oprah, Eve Tahaj, Afini will be the third one. The next one I probably want to do, uh, uh, Cleo will be Aaliyah, Serena. I want to do one for every song. Like, I, I see it. For so, everyone. no problem putting this list together? Didn't somebody... Oh, the list putting the list well, together. Well, now I'm curious <laughs> about Eartha Kit because I heard you mention in an interview yeah. that you left Eartha Kit. Was it just for spacing on the album or yeah, just. spacing. The first draft, we had 23 songs. You know, we we knew, like, it's too long because. People today can't digest music, you know, the same way. The yeah. same way, like they they 
tap out. It. At first, I was going to do a part one and a part two. Um, so sonically, you know, we have this one and the part two was going to be, it was going to be way more soulful and more boom bap heavy. Right. That was going to be like Felicia Rashad, DJ Spinderella. She has a song. Um, uh, who am so I? We are going to get a sequel. Harriet, I got different ideas. That's all I'm saying. Nice. There's more music coming. Um, I love you with the yeah. Sojourner route, and you said, I'm not going to do the Harriet. So I was like, maybe there's a... Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, Harriet, Harriet Sojourner, Sojourner, which yeah. one do I name it? But yeah, so... But there's, there's, I did like 40 women. As far as where you are right now, like, what do you feel that your goals are? Like, do you have... Do you have a five-year plan as far as, like, this point from now, like developing other acts or like just make more music or definitely make more music i think this is the foundation of everything but i want to expand artistically because you know the way i write like i want to get into not only writing songs but i want to write films i want to get behind the camera and produce documentaries i was in the uh in the in the rock office with tata today he was like rap you need to write some R&B pop records. <laughs> it's like, you know, so, you know, I, I definitely want to try it. Like, I'm just like, let's try it and see what happens. Um, just But just do a lot of more things artistically. Uh, I thought about starting a label. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But um, Misa, Misa Hilton's son, Nico Brim, he's an MC. So I want to help. I'm helping executive produce his album. That'll be my first time, like, taking that role. Okay. But, okay. yeah, just, like, really expand on that. But always putting out music giving back to what was given to you Completely. okay i see that well you know again from the bottom of our hearts we really thank you for your 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 talent and your wisdom and, and all gift. that blackness all that queenness that's what i'm oh. thinking you can't really say that i'm just speaking for the yes you can okay. just for the sisters thank you i can thank, thank you for those things steve can thank you you can and the queenness see, <laughs> we, we can say that too like, you can yeah. you didn't so i was just well, filling in the blank jewishness thank you yes see thank can you. we right. say that have you been to egypt um, because i'm not staring yet. at your nefertiti not the whole yet. time me neither i'm, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get there we should we go could, together hey, yeah wow Take a pill, yeah. There you go. I would <laughs> pay to see the sugar Steve. Touch us together. I love yes, it. I would pay to see that. Well, that is. You'll actually uh, pay for us to go. <laughs> hey, oh. That's another episode of Quest Life Supreme, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you one more time, Rhapsody. Give it up. Thank you. All right. On behalf of uh, Laia and Steve and Boss Bill, and yes, even unpaid Bill and Fontigula, who incidentally. Uh, is still out getting cigarettes and he said he'll be, be back. back be back home any moment uh, this is we <laughs> need those cigarettes so hurry up no nah, man he said he was going to get some smokes and he we'll be might back. as well stop and get some weed then. Okay. <laughs> two years ago he was fixing his bathroom now now it's now it's getting some cigarettes alright this is Questlove and uh, we'll see you on the next go round of Questlove Supreme thank you For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. 